still nailing the song oh my god that was my fault this time that's the first time i have not gotten stephen campbell's opus properly done it properly that's what we're I calling it by the way this is this is my whole body of work uh, <laughs> yes. we're back on comedy hub I'm i know this is campbell. bananas and i'm i'm steve i'm i'm frankie french and I am Stephen Campbell, and this is The Prophet's Nine. Hey, we're back. We're- <laughs> it's crazy. We haven't been live. We are, or, Sorry, not live. We haven't been virtual on Comedy Hub, and we didn't even announce we were going to be doing this. So I hope some of our reg- Reggies have tuned in, some our of Profiteers. The- <laughs> I don't know. What are we calling oh, our fans? Profiteers? Profiteers. I like that. Wait, yeah. I feel like, does that have a bad connotation it does it does that's why i want to use it because we're gonna we're gonna reclaim it and make it something good is that a thing can we do that i don't know the practice of making or seeking to make an excessive or unfair profit especially illegally or in the black market that's right our profiteers baby what's up (laughs) um yeah but since we do it with a ph people will be like wow that's still cute they're like it's still cute right and then we're adorable seven food merchants were charged with profiteering that's the sample sentence like that's love it at all love Uh, it that's so that's what you guys are called sorry that's just that's just what it is yeah it's not even all 37 of you or 35 i guess sweet Uh, so so everybody that's listening to the episode, they got a little bit of, of behind the scenes of us talk, talking complete nonsense, then making music that was also complete nonsense. And now we're here with up-to-date nonsense. Frankie, what happened this weekend? What did you get into? Oh, my goodness. So just, just to give you guys a heads up, this is not going to be a regular episode, um, mainly because we just joined a new network. We're coming back uh, on Comedy Hub for the first time, and we thought it would be apropos for Stephen and I to just do a check-in with you guys. Just the two of us. Just the two of us. We can make it if we try. So just the two of us catching you guys up on what's been going on with us individually, what's been going on with us collectively. And then, you know, if you guys decide to pop in the chat and, and hit us with some questions, we might answer those too. So, sound good, guys? Yeah! Excellent. Um, So, what's going on with me this weekend? Um, I had one of the best comedy weekends I've ever had in my career. It was really good. Yeah, I've been... um, Are you familiar with Shantae Wayans? Okay. I'm asking you the question, Stephen. Oh, if I I will just... She's one of the Wayans? She is a Wans, yes. She's uh, that's, the that's niece. My, I, my knowledge, I just kind of guessed that part. She, oh my goodness. Okay, she's the niece of the Wans that you already know. Okay. Um, and uh, more importantly, she's she has her own independent body of work. Uh, she just did, I think last year did um, They Ready with Tiffany Haddish. Oh, word. Okay. Yeah. On Netflix. So if you have not seen it, watch it. She is absolutely 
hilarious, so poised, and more importantly, bigger than that, just a solid human. Uh, and I'm going to actually say this as a blanket statement about the weigh-ins in general. I'd watched um, a, an interview. I want to say it was with Damon Wayans Sr., but I could be wrong. Um, I could be misquoting, but I know it was one of the Wayans, and I'm almost positive it was Damon Wayans. It could have been Keenan, but either way, it was one of those guys. And they were talking about um, kind of the way they are as a family, uh, just the way that they um, present themselves to the world and who they are innately as humans. And he was just saying, you know, they all make a cognizant effort to treat people well and to be be good people. And, you know, if he ever saw or heard, even just heard about his kids or his nieces or nephews treating people poorly, like it would be a problem, like within their family. And I just want to speak to that in that I've met Damon, uh, Marlon, Sean, Damon Jr., and now Shantae, and across the board, they're just solid people. Like the Wands are not just a brand, they're like dope-ass humans. And it was really cool to get to work with Shantae this weekend. We did five shows, one Thursday, two Friday and two Saturday, and just down the line, just fire. You know what I mean? I met her fiancé, Shay. Shout out to fiancé. Uh, <laughs> she's literally one of the dopest humans as well. Like, we just had so many really cool spiritual connections. And it was dope um, working with a f- all-black woman lineup. You know, there's, we all know, we've heard the through line in comedy when it comes to women in stand-up, and that is women aren't funny, Um, you know, which is so bizarre to me to say this whole group of insert group is insert thing, you know what I mean? That's just so weird and dismissive, and anyone that came to the show this weekend, I'm sure will, there's so many comments on all of our pages, you guys rocked it, you guys killed it, and I genuinely will say from the front to the back, it was a solid stand-up show. Like it's like many people, I would have paid 50, 60, whatever to come see this show. So if you see Shantae in your city, if you see me in your city, shout out to Nonye Brown West also out of New York who came and hosted the weekend. If you see any of us in your city, come check it out. You are going to laugh. You might even pee your pants a little bit. The big, big promise that little bits of pee. Not, not I mean, you know what? I didn't want to make people uncomfortable. Gallons of piss. You will piss gallons. Wow. That's good. It's high aspiration. Big amount of piss. (laughs) And then the weekend before that, we did our show with Lululemon. Which was... Which I guess people are going to hear right before this episode. Um... But that's something that I'm very excited about as well. Starting to do different conversations with different corporate groups about mental health, food scarcity, teachers and resource allocation to teachers. Um, I'm very excited for that side of what this is kind of growing into. Um, That we're working with different corporate groups and spreading different sorts of messages, whether it be mental health, whether it be whatever the cause is. And then... I mean, the bottom line, ladies and gentlemen, regardless of the social issue or topic, no matter how tender, excuse me, deep or uncomfortable the conversation may be, Stephen and I can guarantee you this. One, we, between the two of us, 
definitely one of us is going to have some sort of personal ex- firsthand experience with it, if not both of us. Two, we have the incredible ab- ability to infuse levity into any topic. And when I say any, I mean any topic. Uh, and three, we will guarantee to partner with the um, ambassador or the representative or celebrity spokesperson of your choice, of your choosing, whoever's in your network that you want us to partner with and ingratiate them into the show in a way where it feels like they've been a part of the show from day one. Presenting to your audience an incredible evening or hour of information, shared human stories, and calls to action that will leave a long-lasting, indelible impression on your group and your audience. And if at any point you're like, Frankie, that sounds great, but what does it sound like? Listen to the episode before this. We'll give you a little bit of an example. Um, but yeah, we're, we're trying to make as big of a social impact with this joint as possible. And part of the reason that we have these check-in uh, episodes is just so you guys can kind of see a little snapshot of where we are at different points as we move forward. Because shit, we'll keep moving forward. And it'll be fun to have these episodes be like, oh shit, that's all we were doing at that point in time. Because at that point in time, when we're listening to our past episodes, that means we're gathered around a fire that's in a marble, marble around the fire. I don't know if that's flammable marble. I don't care. I'm so rich. I'm pretty sure marble's not flammable per se. Um, but Steve, hundreds, hundreds of fireplaces because I got too much money from all the good work we're doing. Marble fireplaces. Stephen and I are impactivists. Oh, That's I like that. Did you just come up with that? <laughs> I like that. I just came up with that. So maybe that's what our um, our listeners, we can call them impactivists. I like that, yeah. Yeah. So the main goals are, you know, do good, be funny, and then try to make some money. I feel like there's this thing that in doing good work, it's always been dirty to also make money simultaneously. And I think what we are building here is something that we can show as a proof of concept. People are like, yo, you can actually make money, follow your artistic pursuit, and help people at the same time. Ba, 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 ba. That was. I don't think. I don't think the making of the money is the dirty word. I think the. I think it's what you do with the money you make, sure. and and who you become once you've made that money. Like I, I have no desire to ever be a billionaire. Sure. Um, however, if I find myself positioned as such, I won't be a billionaire for long. Not because I'm going to squander my money, but there's so many ways, impactful, important, human ways you can spend that money. Dolly Parton would be a, I just heard this about her the other day, would be a billionaire multiple times over if she didn't give so much money away uh-huh. to different causes and to helping different people. And it's like, yeah... Uh, sure. Do do we want to make money? Of course. We're, you know, you need money to survive and to move whatever projects you're doing and move them forward. You have to be making some kind of money to, to sustain life. Um, but bigger than that, I want to make goop gobs of money. And I don't know how much goop gobs are, but I really, I truly, in my spirit, I want to be able to take that money and do amazing things with it. I see so many people building towns for, you know, marginalized groups or you know, creating things for 
people that might be physically challenged in certain ways or creating opportunities for people to get um, access to mental health. And those are the same things that, you know, I would love to have enough money to funnel into things like that or when different cities or towns are devastated by some sort of natural disaster. I would like to be one of those people, you know, we, I think, would like to be some of those people that can come together and say, hey, how can we help? Can we, you know, give hands, money, whatever, and have money to kind of promote things uh, and people who are doing good work? So making money is not a bad thing. However, I think it is very important to decide how you're going to manage that money uh, so that you can maintain it. And bigger than that, how you're going to leverage that money to help people outside of yourself. Sure. And it is, um, so I've tried to start social enterprises for about six years. And one of the issues that I would always run into is that I would go too hard in the paint trying to help everybody. And in doing so, wouldn't end up making the money that I needed to, to subside, subsist, subsist. Mm. No, sustain. To sustain, to sustain. sustain. Yeah, I'm like, we're gonna we're gonna edit out all those sisters. Oh no, we're not. No, we're gonna leave those right in there. <laughs> it's just two minutes of like, can we put an ad in the time where Stephen just said sisters? Um, but a lot of times, the mistakes that I've made in the past when trying to start social enterprises is I tried too hard to make sure that there's money allocated to everybody else. And where this is something that simultaneously, it's a variable revenue model and cost model that the cost and revenue stay the same as we're helping more people. Yeah. So it's something that I we're, we're still tinkering, but... Uh, it's, it's pretty brilliant is what we're yeah, saying. Going in a good direction. Yeah. And uh, jump on, I mean, and get on the ship. Like, I'm, I'm very excited if you haven't listened to it already. Um, you know, like we said, it, it's the it's the episode before this one technically that's being put out. Obviously, not right now in this moment where you're hearing us live. Um, but once it comes out on the network uh, next Thursday, this coming Thursday, the Lulu episode drops. And I have to say, we've done some pretty incredible episodes and we have worked with some really amazing people. This episode with Lulu is our very first live, meaning that we were in the world in the Lululemon studio. <clears throat> excuse me, with the live studio audience. Uh, and it was breathtaking. Like it was so awesome to just get feedback in real time. We did some Q and a at the end. It was really awesome. I think you guys are going to really, really love it. Or if you've already listened to it and this is in the future, I think you guys had to have really enjoyed it. Grab it, share it with people, put it out there. Um, and we're going to be doing more. We can't, I don't think we should say anything just yet, but we will be doing more of those live episodes and we may be coming to a city near you. So it may not just be in New York or DC. We're coming we're on tour, baby. Yeah. We might be going on a tour in some city and not just locally. I think locally meaning, you know, within the continental United States initially, but this is something we could potentially take a bra, bitch. Ooh, ooh. Uh, uh. Yeah. So, (laughs) Um, it's also this thing. So, like you know, in trying to be strategic about all of it, we're you know we're putting together some different ideas for shows to some streaming services, and then creating through these tours that if you need us to come to your city, hit us up and set up a show. We don't give a fuck. We will go to anywhere. Uh, Yeah, we will go to there, and and even bigger than that, you can pick the topic. 
You know what I mean? Like if you're a company or an organization or a group and you're like, we'd really love to see someone come and talk about insert social issue, insert, you know, human issue, we can create and craft a show specifically geared towards the topic or issue that you want to discuss. Now, uh, and we can also, any comedian that you like or would like to have kind of be a part of it, we have a pretty wide network to incorporate people like that as well. Um, bigger, wider than that, it would need to be someone that's connected to, you know, your organization or uh, different. Like when we worked with Matt James, that was because he is a Lululemon ambassador. And so we were able to to make him a part of an episode um, because of the, his relationship with Lulu. So, but again, we can tailor to what it is that you need. That's what I think makes Stephen and I so unique. And there's a chance that it could end up on Netflix or something. Who knows? Boom! Who knows? We're, you know, just be, I think we've advertised our services pretty heavily, but only because we're so excited about them and we wouldn't be selling them if we're not, I guess we're not selling them. We're just talking about them. And now we're just talking about, I mean, you know what? I think that it's very rare that you can, one, do what you love, uh, love what you do, and then also help people. I, I think that's a very rare thing to be able to do, and we get to do that, and it's really it's really exciting. And I know people, when they sell their things, quote-unquote sell their things, they're always super gung-ho, and you got to, right now, for nine ninety nine, and it's not even that kind of thing. It's just... It's awesome. Literally, check out that. Check out any one of our episodes, and we can replicate that live in person for you, tailored to your thing. Like uh-huh. we're dope at what we what we do, and we care about it in our hearts and our souls. As you know, corny as that might sound, it's the truth. I was. I don't know how to talk about this too much without giving too much away, but wanted to start to talk about how some of these health issues that we are dealing with and talking about are they parallel with some of the environmental issues that we're talking about? Uh, oh, I see uh, where Steven's going. I, well, so one of the things that uh, we've been seeing and through talking to different groups is like one, when you talk about like environmental justice and waterways and clean air and how much of these conversations end up being very similar to what physical health conversations are, right? The one that always comes to mind is sugar and oil, right? Where if there is too much sugar in the body, that bloodstreams will be clogged up, obviously simplifying quite a bit. And similarly, when there are when there's oil or pollutants in the waterways, how it fucks up the whole waterways. And so in trying to talk about what that could look like for an episode, um, right. We're, and I don't know. I don't know how to say this in the, or do I, well, I, th- I don't think they know what we're talking about, right, but I don't know. You came out, you came at it kind of around a corner. So we can just, I think we can just tease it. I'm not, we're not sure when it's going to drop or when it'll come out, but, we're working on a project. <laughs> We're putting it, putting together a project specifically for black women and women of color. There, I'll just, I'll start it off there. Sure. Um, and there's a parallel between now, obviously just humans in general, but this particular project is specifically geared toward black women and women of color. Uh, and the parallel 
between the environment <clears throat> and the human body. And I, I, I guess I'm going to be test subject A. I guess it's probably the best way to put it. Not test subject, but I'll be show subject A. And I'm going to let you all completely into my life um, in a very raw, very, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Vulnerable, very exposed way. Um, basically taking you all on a journey with me for about a year or however long it lasts. We don't know. We're human, so things may go longer. Who knows? But the point of the show will be that I'm going to go celibate and sober. Um, you'll get to see live episodes of therapy, working out, uh, yoga, breath work, doctor's appointments, all of the stuff and the things that will take you on a journey of healing. You're going to be able to see all of those things in coordination with that. Um, every episode will show uh, the general public the best ways to also utilize those same types of services in the most economical way. Uh, in addition to that, we're partnering with a group to do this. I don't want to say who yet, but we're partnering with a group to do this. And there will be uh, merch available that you can purchase. And every time you purchase that merch, a percentage will go towards one of our par partners to sponsor a black woman or woman of color to have access to those services in their respective towns. Um, and in addition to that, this sounds like a whole lot, but I think I'm wrap I'm summing it up, right? Yeah, yeah you're doing, you're doing well. Okay, in addition to that, um, the environmental piece, every episode will start off with showing some sort of parallel between the environment and the human body, like the one Stephen mentioned, sugars, clogging arteries, pollutants, clogging our, our river and, and uh, our river riverways. Is that right? I think that's the word. We're going to let it work. Uh, and showing those parallels and just how important healing is for us in uh, holy. I, I think, I believe that there's a very big connection between the human body and the earth. Um, and the way that I came to that conclusion uh, is the word heart. You know, you say home is where the heart is. H-E-A-R-T. If you take the H and just move it to the end, it spells earth. So I feel like the earth and our, and our hearts, our bodies are very much connected. And we have to find ways not only to heal ourselves, but to heal the earth that sustains us as well. And not that this show will do that. However, I think it will be a very transparent window in a one woman's journey that will hopefully and not only inspire other people, but really give women who are in positions where they don't know what hope is or they don't believe that they can come back from what they've been through, giving them a peek into someone who has done that and the inspiration, motivation, the encouragement, the uh, opportunities and avenues to do that for themselves. So I, I don't know if I covered it, but I think. Yeah, yeah, no, I think you covered it pretty, pretty well. One of the things that came to my mind and, and just, um, in the spirit of just kind of throwing ideas around as we keep building. Yeah. Do you ever, um, do you ever listen to the Lupe Fiasco song where he <laughs> has an analogy with the hood and, and a human body? No. Uh, Tell what song is it? I'm going to uh, listen to it. Uh, give me a second. I feel like Jared will be able to answer this quicker than I, but, um, I'm right. I'm just writing this down. Lupe Fiasco. Um, no, not body of work. Um, whatever, we'll figure it out. But it's it might be body of work. But basically, through the whole episode, you mean uh, song? 
What's that? Is it a song or a yeah, podcast? Yeah, song, song, song. Okay. The whole song, it's just different. Um, it, different things are taking place in different parts of the body. And the only reason I bring it up is that I see this show visually where uh-huh. I feel like the difficult part is to articulate that connection between uh, body and earth. Where uh-huh. I think that if we were to do it more visually, of almost like as you start talking about what the introduction of sugar does to the inflammation of veins and stuff mm-hmm. like that, almost like some magic school bus joint. Yeah, I. Oh my god! Like so, an oh, animated okay. element. Well, it, it does, and it doesn't have to be like crazy. Like we, like we, but just that, like. Um, Using the bus still, we won't we won't use the bus. But like, bus goes into the bloodstream. Sugar starts being consumed. The inflammation yeah. is shown. It makes it more difficult to make it through. Where I like, you don't have to. You don't necessarily have to be like, and this is how. Like, you don't have to continue to say like, this is why. Right, right, right. I get what you're saying. Using that that animate. I love that. That's yeah. amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love, 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 love that. Um, but yeah, give that song a listen. Animation. Uh, you got to send me the name of it. Yeah, I will find it. I'm sure. Let's see if somebody listening is got it. Oh, nothing. Jared, I thought you'd have that for sure. Um, but yeah, if we... And then so... I, I don't know. I, I always... I'm always very interested in uh, you're not music stupid, Jared. Jared, give it up to J- for Jared and, and Comedy Hub, who's not stupid. Um, but I always really enjoy the podcast, like the how I built this and the podcast that kind of go into the background of like how certain things were built. And so I kind of figured that it would be fun to have every like once a month where we have an episode and we just talk about how we're building the stuff that we are, both on the business side and the creative side. Yes, it. agreed. I'm so sorry. <laughs> uh, hold on, guys. I'm sorry. My because my <laughs> my daughter's having an emergency here on my end, and I'm trying to quietly handle it. So my apologies, you guys. Just give me two seconds, Stephen. Please keep talking. Oh man, I got nothing but words to say. <laughs> nothing but a whole bunch of them. Um, but the reason that we like to have these episodes once a month, maybe once every five, is that. From the company that we are building together, from the different things that we're pitching to the different uh, production studios, and from the different sets that we're bringing to stage and the different albums that we're putting together, I always find it very interesting to kind of get a peek behind the curtain of how all of that looks. And so... Oh, how it comes together? Like, from kind of inception? Right? And so, like, like I've, I've definitely gone... And just listen to like specific podcasts, like all the way through, and be like, "Oh shit, this is how the idea developed into this idea." Both from like, um, you know, like I love reading like scripts of shows that I enjoy and stuff like. Yes, that. yeah, I've gotten to read a couple of pilots of shows that I really like. I've gotten to read like the original pilot that was submitted, and then watch the episode that actually came out. Yeah, and that's, that's you know, it's it's a very special, you know it's very special when you get an opportunity to see something from that, that end. That's not something everyone gets to, to look at. And it's really, really interesting how things are manipulated and changed and bent. And you know what I mean? Like, it's just very, very interesting. So next year 
you guys can go back and compare this conversation to maybe like the first couple of episodes, like, oh, wow, okay, I remember when they were talking about that. This is very different or whatever, you know. It's nice to see it come to fruition or whatever the feeling is that we invoke. But we also, so the the drive for creating the show, so like you, you talked a little bit about it, but the idea is, and let me know if I'm summarizing it correctly, yeah. to show... To show people that don't typically have access, whether it is because different communities don't view um, specific wellness tools. Like, for instance, it, and I know uh, it's outside of the scope of exactly what we're talking about, but I told my parents that I went to therapy last week and both of the responses like, what the fuck do you have to go to therapy for? Right. Like, um, which is it is just different. I grew up Irish, right? And so... Um, you get a smack in the head. Like, that's, you know, okay, get your shit yeah, together. That's I'll, it. I'll yeah. give you something to cry about Is was, like, the normal yeah. thing, right? And so um, I understand that the scope of this is uh, women of color and black women-centric, but it is something that um, you would like to really show the whole breadth of what is available in these different pillars, whether that's mental health, whether that's physical health, whether that is financial wellness. Um, and sometimes people don't have access to this information unless they are by definition privileged to have mm-hmm. access to that information. Um, and so is that a pretty good synopsis of what the show encapsulates? I think that's a, a big piece of it. Um, but really the motivation So this is going to get a little deep. And so, you know, my, uh, I'm not going to apologize. It's just going to get a little deep, Uh, but it is what it is. So I know most, any of you watching that have watched any episode or multiple episodes know that both Steven and I actually have um, come from pretty strained, pretty traumatic, um, pretty uh, horrific backgrounds. Like we both have experienced, seen and been through some things that really kids shouldn't see. Uh, to put it plainly. And I just came to the realization about my background in particular uh, that it's it has to mean something. There, there really shouldn't be anyone walking through the earth, no human person. Sh- and I'm not saying that I've been through the worst of possibility, possible scenarios of all of the humans that have ever been in existence. I'm not saying that. What I am saying, though, is that some of what I've been through, a lot of what I've been through, really most of what I've been through, has been uh, pretty horrific. And I know people who have been through similar who are not doing well to the extent of some are on the street, some are dead, some are, you know, uh, vicious drug addicts that are in this moment have not come back or can't come back. And for the grace of God, I am not in those positions, thankfully. And I'm on a trajectory to to bounce back completely in a way... um, completely counter to what I've been through. So my point of saying all of that is that I felt like my story has to mean something. I can't just have gone through that. Like I was locked underneath the stairs by an ex-boyfriend and, and abused and, and, and um, held in captivity for days, uh, weeks, actually. 
Um, that And that's just a small piece. You know, you all probably have heard me talk about my mom trying to kill me when I was eight. I had an uncle that tried to murder me when I was nine. I was grossly assaulted by another uncle from like age 10 until like 14. You know what I mean? So just these different, very horrific, tragic pieces uh, that make up my background and make up my experiences. And one of the things that I noticed as I was growing up and becoming a woman and now in womanhood, I just realized this recently that oftentimes, especially with black women and women of color, the story that we're given, well, if you are cognizant and able to speak and step, put one foot in front of the other, you survived that. You're a survivor. You made it out. You made it through. And unfortunately, uh, and there's probably someone maybe listening to this or that will listen to it that can relate to the fact that just because I'm up and moving and able to speak and walk and put a foot in front of the other and go to work and do all of those things does not mean I survived. Uh, and it took me a long, what'd you say? Yeah. So do you think that that narrative that, you know, I'm butchering it, but that narrative of like hats off to you because you survived, do you think that that makes some people think that it's synonymous that because I am taking steps forward, like I should be grateful, even though it, oh, for sure. it, it kind of creates this, this space, yeah. like, well, what the fuck's wrong with me if I'm not good yep. right now because I survived and I should yep. be able to keep trudging on. Um, yeah. And for so sure. for sure, for sure. Like, I, th I think it's, it's, I think some people it works for them, but I think that there's, a very large swath of people that that does not work for. And it's very, it's detrimental and it's poisonous if you really think about it, because I would be walking around quote unquote surviving and people telling me I'm doing well, but I knew that inside I'm not doing well. I'm not surviving. And I don't understand why I don't feel good. I never felt good inside. And I know there's plenty of people that feel the same way. And what I realized, I came to a point that I realized, Oh shit. That's because I died when I was a kid. I actually, a, par a big part of me died. And all of these years, I've been dragging around the rotting corpse of this little girl that nobody saved. You know what I mean? And, and I, w I wasn't surviving. I was just existing. And even still, there's a, a lot of moments that I'm just kind of existing through. And I want to get to a point where I'm fully resurrected and I'm back and I'm, I'm healthy and I'm uh, reanimated in a real way. And I think a lot of us need that. And so my point in all of what I'm saying is that there's a different story to tell. It isn't one of hope. It isn't one of survival. It's one of death and resurrection. It's one of how do I move forward in a real way? How do I wholly heal myself mentally, emotionally, physically, spiritually, all of those things? How do I really come to a place where I'm whole again? And I didn't even think that I could be whole again. What happened for me, I, I confronted the uncle that abused me to his face. And that healed a big part of what was wrong and what was going on inside of me. Um, you know, but everyone doesn't get that opportunity. So I want to take people on this journey. And like I said, show you economical ways to find access to different wellness pieces. Uh, also be able to sponsor women to help them begin their own journeys. And, you know, if this becomes serialized, then maybe take groups of women and help them to really transform and change their lives. But I just think there's a very different story to tell beyond survival. And again, it's one of resurrection. And, and that's the real inspiration for this story. Because this story, even though I experienced it, it isn't my story. 
It's, it's, a, it's the story of a lot of women. It's our story. And how dare I keep it to myself and not expose myself in the way that we will through this project when I've been given the opportunity to do so. It's got to mean something. And it can't, you can't just, the universe doesn't work that way. God doesn't work that way. He just doesn't pile on shit on top of shit on top of shit without there being something greater. That is just, that's not how, the, how life works. For every action, there's an equal and opposite reaction. For every good, there's an equal and opposite evil. And I believe that all of the, the terrible, horrific things I've been through, this bounce back that's happening right now, this snapback, think about when you pull a rubber band, right? And you pull and pull and pull and pull and pull. And if you wait right before it snaps and you let go, that snapback is going to be incredible. And I've been being beat down and crushed and murdered. And I'm at a point where I'm a hot fucking mess. I'm not even going to lie. I am a hot mess in a lot of ways, but I'm ready for the snapback. And when it happens, it's going to be far bigger and greater than even what I've imagined in my mind. And I believe that other women, specifically black women and women of color, will find some, some, some inspiration um, and some beyond hope. They'll find a real roadmap that they can actually follow, actionable items, steps that they can take to improve their current circumstances. So that's that's what the inspiration is. All right. Show, the show is coming. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we're just put, putting it all together. Here's live for you on Comedy Hub. Yeah, it's going to be dope, man. It's going to be dope. As soon as my shoulder heals from that fall this weekend. <laughs> yeah, I think, I think we... I think if we have the episode recorded the way I think that it's going to be, we, we start off with you talking about the arm. We should just, we can leave we it should, in there. That's fine. Okay. We should leave it in there. But I was like, if they are not hearing that at the front end, <laughs> a very quick version of a very long fall, how did it play out? I was, I thought I was cute. That, well, I was cute this weekend and right. I had on heels and I was walking across the street with a friend and my heel like caught on a hole in the side in the street. And I thought I was and so I started to fall and I was like, nope, I caught myself. And then I started flogging. I was like, wait, oh nope. And then I caught myself again. And then there was a second where I realized the truth. And the truth was I was gonna hit the fucking concrete hard. <laughs> I was gonna hit the asphalt super hard. And sure enough, I mean, splat. Like you heard me just smack the pavement. My hand was swollen. It's still like my hand, my the bottom of my hand here is still very ripped up, uh, but my hand was really swollen. But the minute I hit the ground, my friend was like, "Oh my god, let me help you!" And I was like, "Oh, we we're gonna need reinforcements." And out of nowhere, like five beautiful gay black men just appeared, grabbed <laughs> my body, and like lifted me out of the heavens. It was amazing. If for nothing else, I just want it. it made me think of a, a TV show called Frankie and the Gays, where, like, I just kind of go through the world and, like, every now and again, this group of gay men just show up and, like, help me figure out my life. That's, um, your, that's your opposite in a reaction situation, slapping back of the rubber band, and then five gay men launch you up. They launch me into the fucking heavens. Yeah, that's a, that's a per perfect analogy for what we're talking about. Yeah. So, so yeah, if you... We're anywhere near Fireplace in DuPont in D.C. 
and you saw a beautiful statuesque black woman just splayed out in the street, that was me. (laughs) (laughs) That was me. And my shoulder, like my whole left side is actually in quite a bit of pain today. Um, One of the things, so as we move forward, like I was like uh, looking at different exercises that executive coaches give like executive teams for like different Mm -hmm. companies. So what would you say our values are that should dictate how this moves forward, the nonprofits? Wait, what? That was a very deep question. What our values are? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so like very often when you are a company, for instance, that is uh, maybe losing sight of where they're going or what, trying to reevaluate what the North Star looks like, they try to establish like what their key values are. So, like mine, we're thinking like do good, be funny, make money. I think is what I said up top. Oh, okay. Okay. Uh, um, I, I think that's a really, that's a really good question. Uh, what our values are, I think that pretty much sums it up. You know, I think deeper than that. And I, and I know maybe to someone listening how cheesy it might sound, but I don't think it's any cheat. What I'm about to say, I don't think it's any cheesier than how we'll, we'll, here's what I find interesting we'll watch like reality shows, right? And people just acting horribly. And we're like, yeah, girl, you go, girl. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? And we we're so intrigued by that. But in the inverse, when you have someone that's, you know, wanting to, to do good, oftentimes as a society, we're like, boo, you suck, nerd. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, th- that can't be genuine. And I think it's very important for people to know that... Um, the one, the number one place we come from is humanity. I think that's, for me, is is the number one value is humanity, and the issues we talk about. Like when I say this is for Black women and women of color, that's true. That's my focus. At the same time, this isn't a Black woman or woman of color issue. These are human issues. All of the issues and the situations and circumstances and stories we tell and talk about, they're human issues. And I think that we as a society have and continue to be separated and and so far removed from our humanity. We spend so much time looking at our phones, writing in our phones, talking in our phones, FaceTiming on our phones, checking stuff on our phones. We've become more and more disconnected from our humanity. How many times have we seen videos where someone's, I saw someone videotaping standing over a man being stabbed to death. Multiple people. It was one guy stabbing. Why didn't anyone intervene? Where is your humanity? And I'm not trying to shame anyone. I know people are afraid. You're afraid to get involved. I just, um, I think that our number one value is, is humanity. And I, and I think that the closer, if we try to get closer to that, the more understanding we'll have for each other, the more compassion we'll have for each other, the more empathy we'll have for each other. And I think ultimately we'll come to a space where we have created a place for redemption because I think that no one is even making an attempt to understand each other. 
we're just, we hear a buzzword, we hear a word we don't like, we hear a phrase we don't like, we hear a name or a play or whatever. We hear something we don't like and that's it. I'm attacking that thing and you're a bad person, you know, without making any effort to find any sort of humanity within that other person because the reality is regardless of who you're thinking about, talking about, looking at, there but for the grace of God goes I. Whether you believe in God or not, there is something in the universe and it is only because of that grace that you are not in that position because at any moment, at any time, in any day, you could be the biggest celebrity in the world. You could be homeless. You can be a prostitute. You could be a drug addict. You can be a teacher. You can be all of those things. So I think our number one driving force for me is our humanity. Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, we're gonna we're gonna need to get a social media person to put together sound bites, but somebody timestamp that one. Um, ah, shit. That's funny. <laughs> You're funny. But I mean, I mean, it's the yeah, truth, yeah, though. For sure. For sure. And I, yeah. know you do. I know you do. Um, yeah. And, and I think that it's, it's good to have kind of like those, those words and those values kind of put in place up at top. Right. And so you just like, as we move forward, you know, are we moving further away from the humanity side of things? Um, are we, you know, um, while while most of the shit that we're talking about is serious and heavy, like still want to be able to showcase how fucking hilarious we are. Um, oh my god, all the time, <laughs> all the time. Uh, but I just, I, and I think I just think the word humanity is all encompassing in all of absolutely. those things. Absolutely, you know what I mean? Because that's what we we're we are all of those things. I am you. You're me. I'm all of the people listening to this, and they're all me. You know what I mean? Like, I can't look in the face of someone hurting regardless regardless of ethnicity, regardless of their sexual orientation, regardless of what they come from. I can't look in the face of someone hurting and not have compassion for them. It's not, I don't even think that we, I don't ever want to be that person. I don't even want to be in a, a position to feel that way. So everything starts and, and ends with that. And I'm just excited to take this journey with you and everyone that's listening. I'm excited for you guys to come with us. And see something different. Now, please keep in mind, we're not you, oh, you're not always going to agree with what we say. Though that we're not here to make to to uh, you know be agreed with. We are going to say some things that are controversial. We're going to say some things that are uncomfortable. Um, however, you know, just know that we we mean it. Uh, and we may it, say some shit that is comes out of a place of ignorance that we then find out uh, that we find out and fix it later. We fucked up. But um, yeah. But yeah, I'm very excited for it. I think that uh, this is a good check-in next week. This was a dope-ass check-in. Dope-ass check-in. We've got uh, some very big nonprofits coming up that we're very excited about. But that's where we're at right now. Um, my name is Stephen Campbell. I am Frankie French. Make sure you check us out on WSM. I'm sorry, I'm doing it wrong. MSW. MSW. <laughs> <laughs> MSW, MSW Network Comedy Hub uh, We are the nonprofits, And please, please go Like, subscribe, give a good review If you enjoyed what we were talking about Just quote what the fuck we said I don't care, we just need great reviews So yeah, just keep pumping this up Exactly Do it 
and we're gonna take us out with the outro music. Hell yes. We'll see you guys soon. Bye, guys. Mwah. Mwah.